0: Renegade
1: Talk Radio. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world.
2: The film, White Noise, was released on Netflix in September of last year. It's about a train crashing, exploding, and burning toxic chemicals off into the atmosphere, creating a major health hazard for miles around, reflecting what just happened a few weeks ago in Ohio. White Noise was even filmed in the same area, just a few miles from Ground Zero in East Palestine. Some people will call this a coincidence, but these days, believing in coincidence can cost you your life. And there is more. Just three months before the train wreck, the city of East Palestine began adopting the MyID digital bracelet system into their local emergency services. Being touted as the ultimate ID system, MyID is a digital ID company Dealing primarily with digital ID bracelets for the medical industry. Bracelets designed to make it easier for first responders to access your medical profile in the event of an unexpected emergency. And just a week before the crash, they began handing these bracelets out to all the residents of East Palestine. Also, two weeks before the crash, the CDC updated their page on vinyl chloride, removing their section on how it affects children and raising the safe exposure threshold. Neil Donald Walsh wrote, there are no coincidences in the universe, only convergences of will, intent, and experience. Not only does the Ohio train crash appear to be a deliberate attack, it appears to potentially be a very deadly attack. Three days after the train wreck, Authorities called for a controlled release burn. Controlled in that they would initiate the spark that will burn all the chemicals and cargo together in a massive chemical fire, potentially putting millions of people's lives at risk. The vinyl chloride spill at Camp Lejeune was small in comparison to what happened this month in Ohio, but it still poisoned over a million people and it took decades for the effects to materialize a new federal lawsuit against norfolk southern alleges that 1.1 million pounds of vinyl chloride was spilled into the local environment the vinyl chloride metabolite chloroethylene oxide attacks human dna and can take years to start showing up as cancers and other disease there is arguably no safe dose for exposure leading expert in the study of vinyl chloride dr julianne bayer agrees and says that nobody should be drinking the local water according to dr bayer vinyl chloride gets transported into homes via the groundwater she says it comes out of the water into the air and that's really the major route of toxicity for the liver it comes through the air While some argue that burning it resolved these issues, that seems to be false. Dioxins are the deadly toxins behind Agent Orange and DDT. They are generated when chlorinated chemicals, like vinyl chloride, burn. In fact, the exact reaction that happened in East Palestine when they decided to burn vinyl chloride and PVC pellets together was arguably the most efficient and deadly way of dispersing dioxins into the environment and could equate to being one of the biggest chemical weapons attacks in history. Some are saying that tens of millions of lives could now be at risk. And that number will keep growing so long as humanity dismisses these attacks as coincidence and continues to do nothing.
3: Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. We have a huge guest in studio today. I'll tell you about it. When we come back, we obviously have masses of just insane news. My job's gotten a lot easier because the New World Order is in our face, pissing in our face. We're going to stop them.
1: If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Live from the infowars.com studios. It's Alex Jones.
3: All right, it's Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. I'm your host Alex Jones. And remember, this broadcast was already supposed to already be off the air. And very powerful forces including the FBI, the CIA, large corporations think tanks have been working tirelessly along with the corporate dinosaur media and big tech to shut us down but because we have we the people because we have you because we're together we are still on air though battered and embattled but battle-hardened and in many ways more effective and more influential than we've ever been and I don't just mean myself but I mean the crew our guest our host our reporters our researchers this this family and and all of you that have kept us on the air over the years and spread the word. You're not a participant in this. You are a MVP, most valuable player in the fight. So let that sink in to your heads. When you call in and thank me over and over again, no, I'm thanking you. Let that burn into your head. And that's not to butter you up or kiss your ass. You are victory. When you get excited, when you take action, when you're informed, when you've got God on your side, when you're hitting your knees every night, we are unstoppable. World government is now out in the open. And in every poll and study around the world, it's wildly unpopular. And they got dressed down to their face by Elon Musk last week. And more's happening. I monitor the other big talk show hosts, the ones that aren't liberal or conservative, but are, quote, middle of the road. And it's not just Joe Rogan the majority of them are turning against the establishment and turning against the globalists because they realize their own interest to live in a quasi free, successful country or world are in trouble. Big article on this out of Vanity Fair yesterday. I didn't have time to get to it, but I'm going to cover it more today. Now, I've known about this guy for over a decade. I mean, hell, back to the Iraq War. Uh, this is the second one, so I guess hard to believe that's 20 years ago, 2003, and I've Producers are great. They book great guests. And I've asked a few times, hey, yeah, get Michael Yawn on. For some reason, never happened. Uh, I knew he lived in Texas. He lives outside Austin, in Dripping Springs. And then, boom, here he came walking through the door here, stayed to be on with Mike Adams. So I said, will you please, in your busy schedule, come on for two hours tomorrow? And he obliged, saying he'd want to get on the show for years. So, wow, well, we're going to be as happy as two peas in a pod here. Uh, this guy has seen it all. Long history in special forces, then as a journalist. As a pro-human activist, it just, man, this this two hours, second and third hour, are going to go by so quick with Michael Jan in studio. He spent a lot of time last year over in the Netherlands, where it's the front line of the globalist assault to shut down farmers. When the Dutch are the third biggest food producers in the world, it will cause mass starvation, not there, but around the world. Uh, It's just we're going to cover everything. World War III, the Ukraine situation with Michael Yan, a super smart, super humble guy. And he's going to be with us talking about information war and more. Then fourth hour hosted by the mighty, amazing, dynamic. You know, it's true. Drew Hernandez, such a brain and such a fiery speaker. He's got it all. He is going to be hosting the fourth hour and I tell you, I sleep better at night knowing there are the Drew Hernandezes, there are the Chris Skies, there are the Tucker Carlson's, there are the Kyle Rittenhouse's of the world. Speaking of Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy that admits he chased him down with a gun and pointed it at him with an intent to shoot him is suing him for shooting him in the arm. Talk about incredible control that Kyle Rittenhouse showed because if you're aiming a gun at me and knock me down on the ground or pointing it at me, I'm going to shoot you in the chest. Rittenhouse... Basically blew half the guy's arm off to disarming. That is Obi-Wan Kenobi level stuff. Doesn't kill the guy, just cuts the arm off. Getting sued, and they think they'll get a judge in a leftist venue and might win. But it's better to be uh, tried by nine and carried by six, as they say. We'll be covering more of that. Uh, look, there's a lot I didn't get to yesterday. A lot I got to cover today. We're going to jam it all into this hour, then intersperse more with our guests in the second and third hour ahead of the amazing Drew Hernandez, but let me explain how I operate, because the politicians don't get this, the power structure doesn't get it, most of the audience gets it, but some people don't. And they think Jones must be working for some special interest group, Jones must have some special funding, Uh, Jones must be taking orders from somebody. Uh, No, I'm just like a grassroots activist, I take orders from my own research and, and, and where God leads, guides, and directs me. And so, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater with Trump. The system legitimately hates his guts. He legitimately got elected. He legitimately called the shots himself or tried to. And presidents, really, since they took out Nixon, this is admitted in PhD level political science, are puppets of these Council on Foreign Relations corporate roundtable committee of 300 groups. You say, well, which is it? The Club of Rome? Uh, the Davos Group, the CFR, the Trilateral Commission. There's like 20 dudes. They're all men, almost all old white men. Maybe one Asian person. I think there's one black guy that you know is in one of the high level boards uh, as well. But the point is, is that they're the ones pushing all the racial division and white people are the, are bad. When meanwhile they're a bunch of old white men running this thing, and people ask, well, what is the most powerful group? It's 20 guys or less that sit as the chairman and the directors and the presidents and the heads of all of these globalist organizations, more than 100 of them. And that's what the Rockefellers really did a really good job of in an evil way in the last 100 years was setting up over 100 national and international boards that they then give endless funding to to get their people put into positions of power in the bureaucracy, in the military, in the military in industry, in banking, in academia, in government. and government. That's why when Schwab talks about we penetrates the cabinets, they've got a bunch of globalist organizations that will have hundreds or thousands of members depending on the group, but there's only about 20 people that head them. In fact, if you look at the main groups, there's four or five guys that are on more than half of the directorships. So it's four or five guys that that, that are the chairman of the boards of those groups, and then you've got another 15 or so that help them. So we're talking about 20 people that run these things. And man, they are eugenicists. They are transhumanists. They are anti-Christians. Uh, they are promoting pedophilia. When you see all the pedophilia and all the corruption and all the evil, it's them. So is Trump pigheaded? Does Trump have big blind spots? Absolutely. Does Trump convince himself something's the right thing to do and then never admit he's wrong? Yeah. That's a powerful attribute against the globalist. But it's also a powerful problem when he's wrong because he will not listen and he cannot be turned around case it points to poison shots. That said, when we come back, I've been weighing who's better, DeSantis or Trump. And I've been openly throwing my support to Trump or DeSantis when one of them does the right thing because we have leverage, all of us have leverage, on Congress, on these leaders, on these corporate leaders to put pressure on them. Been putting pressure on McCarthy to put out the January 6th video. Now he says it's coming out in about a week and a half. Tucker's already been given access to it. So we have power. They don't want us to use it. That's why they censor us. So I haven't thrown Trump out with the bathwater. I've been very critical to try to put pressure on him to do the right thing, to save lives and stop the poison shot. But without Trump, we're already doing that together, getting past the censors and working really hard. We've done an amazing job. You've done an amazing job. That said, when DeSantis came out hardcore against the poison shots and has criminal investigations going, I said, okay, he just went up in the scales against Trump. He's a couple points ahead. I'd give it 52 to 48. DeSantis right now, in, in my heart, in my mind, who I think is better because I judge a tree by the fruits. Trump has aggressively, the last few months, been hammering this war, calling the globalist warmongers, explaining it's World War III, and really trying to rally people against the war when nobody at his level is doing it. Not DeSantis, not really any of them. Rand Paul's been somewhat critical, but not much. Trump, with his anti-World War III stance, but believe me, he's dangerous to take with the the power he's got, just pushed him way ahead of DeSantis. I'd say it's 60-40 right now in the scales. Trump is is way better than DeSantis right now. And I intend to put pressure on DeSantis, you should too, to come out against this war as well. He's been somewhat supporting it. Now, this could end our civilization and life as we know it. So I'm going to come back with this very important Trump clip and more. But whether you're an AP reporter that calls out the Defense Department for starting the war, or whether you're Trump calling it out, everybody needs to do it right now.
4: If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year.
1: Where the circuits like freeways I kept dreaming of the world I thought I'd never see And then One day
3: I got in. And once you get in Once you take the red pill There's no going back The Matrix Is a documentary as they say Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. So let me finish the point I was making before I get to this key Trump clip from last night. That is absolute truth and goodness, and makes him, in my mind, pull way ahead in the fruit of the tree analogy against the samus. And, and we and we want to pit them against each other to to to, to make iron sharp, sharpen iron to get them both to really be hardcore against the new world order. That's what the populists want. That's what's good. That's what's true. Let's do it. We have the initiative. The globalist agenda is horrible. Nobody wants it, except for a tiny new world order cabal of criminals, a cult. But I don't get up here and go, well, who will give me money? Will it be DeSantis or Trump? I never got money from those guys in the RNC. I don't sit up and say, what will get me ahead with the system? I would have taken the offer to go meet Henry Kissinger when the head of the Kissinger Group tried to get me to go to New York 15 years ago. I would have taken the other deals. I would have taken the Fox News deal uh, whenever they wanted to start me with a Saturday show. Again, 15, 14 years ago when I had the offers from Roger Ailes. I want to be independent. That's what's really valuable to me. Whether it's with a bullhorn on the side of the road or in a high tech studio talking to millions of people, that's my goal. And so listeners get a little confused sometimes. They say, well, some days you're for DeSantis and some days you're for Trump. Are you flip-flopping? No, I'm always clear that I want them as major leaders that have a huge bully pulpit to promote issues of freedom and the truth. And so when Trump does something good, I support him. When Trump does something bad, I come after him. When DeSantis does something good, I support him. When DeSantis does something bad, I come out against it. It's real simple. I'm not here like I'm judging a Miss America contest of who the better candidate is because how they look or who's got a better suit or who spoke better. I care about results. Rand Paul certainly um, is he's a good speaker, but he doesn't have a lot of charisma. But I love him and think he would be a great president because he's smart and has really good policy ideas. So I don't care about how good a speaker you are. I care about what you stand for and your integrity. And that's what we should all stand for. What is the results of what you produce? My grandfather would always tell my dad, and me when I was little, I don't want to hear talk. I want results. I don't want to hear about how you're going to do this. I want to see how you're going to do this. And that's what it comes down to. And so with what Trump has done, we got all the big World War III news here because we're In the beginning of World War III, make no mistake, the question is, will it go nuclear? Will it go chemical? Will it go biological? Will it go cyber attack? And they've already cyber attacked and took Putin's speech off TV and off the internet two days ago and a giant attack on Russia. I mean, we're already there. The escalation's already out of control. The question is, can it be contained? Can it be wound back down? The way it's going to do that is if we've got, depending on the poll, there's hundreds of them, but they're all on the low end, 75 to 87% we've covered the polls covered another one that was in the high 80s yesterday that 80% on average of the American people do not want this damn war plus it hasn't been declared and it's illegal but we've been slept walked into it because we'd never support a war with Russia just start one day like that we'd say that's crazy don't do it but if they can slowly escalate it they can get what they want but if we see things like the AP reporter who nailed Kirby that we played yesterday saying, the, NATO started this. NATO admittedly overthrew Ukraine. George Soros brags about it. Now you've got troops mass in there. They've been fighting the Russians for years. What do you expect Putin to do? I think Putin made a big mistake walking into a trap, but I can see what we would do if folks were overthrowing countries on our doorstep and manipulating political movements inside our country to overthrow our government. But see, that's what the globalists have done. It's not been the Russians overthrew the U.S. government and got control of it. It's been the New World Order allied with China. Now they've split with the Chinese. There's a rift right now, but they're still, for their goals, a worldwide corporate fascist control grid, cashless society, market to beat system, they're simpatico, the Chi-Coms and the New World Order. But just like Hitler and Stalin splitting in the middle of World War II when they had an armistice and a, and a pact, an agreement before, the same things happened with China. So we're entering that moment in history where more happens in a year than happened in the previous 50. We're entering a very fluid, dangerous point. And what we need to see is Rand Paul, not just calling for Fauci to be arrested, that's great, but coming out against the war full-throatedly with press conferences and making the rounds. And we need to see constituents of Senator Johnson, who's a great guy, call him up and say, knock off the the, the warmongering. We need demonstrations. We need peaceful action. We need civil disobedience. We need to take action like we did with the poison shots, and we can back this thing down and put the genie back in the bottle, but there's not much time because the road we're going down very quickly leads to nuclear war. And everybody knows that's a fact. So I salute Trump. He said, we need to clean house of all warmongers and American last globalist in national security industrial complex. World War III has never been closer. Yeah, we're in it. Than it is right now. Trump thrashes America's last globalist over Ukraine war. And it goes on from there. Demented warmongers and globalists. Here's what Trump had to say. It's clip 14.
5: World War III has never been closer than it is right now. We need to clean house of all of the warmongers and America's last globalists and the deep state, the Pentagon, the State Department, and the National Security Industrial Complex. You know what?
3: It's my fault. It's a a three-and-a-half-minute clip. I didn't look at it. I thought it was a two-minute clip. There's another clip here of Trump that's two minutes. So I went to that late. We're going to go to break in a few minutes and come back with it. It's just too important to have it cut off by the break. But... Again, DeSantis was two, three points ahead in my mind of judging a tree by his fruits a month ago. He was 52 to 48 against Trump, 53 to 47 in my mind, how my mind counts these beans. You've got your own view and you're welcome to it. I'd love to take calls you know, tomorrow and hear what you think about this. But DeSantis was ahead of Trump in action. Not now with this, and he's given a bunch of other speeches. This is what we need to hear. This is what's going on. And, and look, we spend a lot of time on the train derailment, and the horrible fire, and the dioxin, and it's important. And it's really bad for people in the area. But compared to nuclear war, it doesn't even show up on the Richter scale. And the same people ignoring what's happened in Ohio are the ones pushing us into nuclear war. So, yeah, let's focus on Ohio, and and let's, let's pressure you know the EPA that's finally going in there to try to clean this up. Let's find out who gave the orders to blow this up and burn this up when it creates this deadly dioxin, when you add those chemicals together, any chemistry first year student would know that in college, but can we focus a little more on world war three and the collapsed border and and, and all of that? Because this is the nation standing uh, nation ending events that we're witnessing. So we're going to go to break. I'm going to come back with a Trump clip and a lot more. This is big though. And yeah, no, I I'm behind Trump right now for president. I'm supporting him for president right now. Humanity is in a fight for its very life. And InfoWars for decades has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future. We can't stay on air without your help. And I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfoWarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth, finally sold out for over two years, back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric boosts what it does for your heart cardiovascular critical. All these products like Ultimate Krill Oil, Ultimate Fish Oil, Super Metal Vitality, they're all available and in stock, ready to ship to you right now on InfoWarsStore.com. And the final 1,200 signed copies of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, and I'm not going to sign any more after that, are exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com as well. In the last month, I got a little busy, so I didn't sign the books, so we didn't have them for sale. But now, I signed the last books, you can get them right now. Like a rock thrown
1: You're listening to The Alex Jones Show.
3: All right, live from Austin, Texas, broadcasting.
1: Live from Austin, Texas, broadcasting worldwide. It's Alex Jones.
3: All right, really smart, informative guest to cover the waterfront. Coming in studio next hour. Definitely don't want to miss that. Let me just get back to where I am on this Trump situation. DeSantis has been supporting the Ukraine war, and that is a big black mark on him. And he needs to come out against that. I understand he's a governor of a state, but he can't have his cake and eat it too. We all know he's running for president. So if he comes out full-throatedly against the war he will then be better than Trump because Trump's bad on the shot. But currently, World War III is the most dangerous thing we're facing. Trump is putting his money where his mouth is and doing things that are totally bucking the system. I have to morally then say I support Trump. And it's not a lesser of two evils. I'm not supporting Biden. I'm not supporting Gavin Newsom, As the word is Biden's probably not going to run. That's coming out now. Obviously, he can't. The guy can barely talk. If you got a choice between Gavin Newsom and Donald Trump, you can't go with Gavin Newsom, obviously. But that's not the issue. The issue is putting pressure on Trump and DeSantis and the Republicans to stop all the World War III and poison shot garbage. And tomorrow, I will open the phones up on this subject, Trump or DeSantis, or maybe you don't want either one. Well, then what are we going to do? Because believe me, I am so frustrated by Jared Kushner and Trump giving a bunch of rhetoric against censorship, but doing nothing, then it bit him in the ass. I got big problems with Trump. I don't care about being patted on the head by Trump. In fact, Trump stopped calling me years ago, because I'd talk talk to him about policy, and I'd say, I don't want to hear how great I am. I'm not one of your donors. I want action against the deep state. And Obama put almost $3 billion in with this breakaway network inside the government to censor the American people with the CIA and the Defense Department and the Justice Department, And I would tell them the legislation name, the Defense Authorization Act 2017, signed into law before Obama left, the Countering Foreign Disinformation Propaganda Act, and and, and Trump would get frustrated. I'm like, dude, I'm not here to be petted like a little kitty cat, and and then I purr in your lap and I feel good because a big famous president's calling me. I don't give a hell about that. I don't give a damn about Hollywood. I had Hollywood offer me the big roles if I would just go along with them 15 years ago. That's when the big offers came from Hollywood and Henry Kissinger and all of them. And I told them, piss up a rope because who wants to be a Hollywood star when America collapses and you're in World War III? Who wants to be part of the elite that's screwing everybody over? That's not a hard offer to turn down. You could put a gun to my head and make me follow it. I only tell you those stories, folks, because you understand how real this is. Almost everybody else took the money. Almost everybody else sold out. But we, the people, didn't. And so we're at this point right now where I have to say what Trump is doing against the war, he's given a bunch of these speeches, is absolutely essential. The only thing he's wrong about is saying World War III could start any day. He thinks that World War III is nuclear. World War III is just a big conflict between major powers that starts breaking out around the world. And Israel's bombing uh, Iran. China's making big moves in the South China Sea. They're all talking about full war. It's already here. So here's what Trump had to say last night. The full video is on InfoWars.com.
5: World War III has never been closer than it is right now. We need to clean house of all of the warmongers and America last globalists in the deep state, the Pentagon, the State Department and the national security industrial complex. One of the reasons I was the only president in generations who didn't start a war is that I was the only president who rejected the catastrophic advice of many of Washington's generals, bureaucrats and the so-called diplomats who only know how to get us into conflict, but they don't know how to get us out. For decades, we've had the very same people, such as Victoria Nuland and many others just like her, obsessed with pushing Ukraine toward NATO, not to mention the State Department's support for uprisings in Ukraine. These people have been seeking confrontation for a long time, much like the case in Iraq and other parts of the world, and now... We're teetering on the brink of World War III. And a lot of people don't see it, but I see it. And I've been right about a lot of things. They all say Trump's been right about everything. None of this excuses in any way the outrageous and horrible invasion of Ukraine one year ago, which would have never happened if I was your president, not even a little chance. But it does mean that here in America, we need to get rid of the corrupt globalist establishment, That has botched every major foreign policy decision for decades, and that includes President Biden, whose own people said he's never made a good decision when it comes to looking at other countries and looking at wars. We have to replace them with people who support American interests. Over our four years in the White House, we made incredible progress in putting the America last contingent aside and bringing the world to peace. And now, we're going to complete the mission. The State Department, Pentagon, and National Security Establishment will be a very different place by the end of my administration. In fact, just into my administration, it'll be a very different place, and it'll get things done, just like I did four years ago. We never had it so good. We'll also stop the lobbyists and the big defense contractors from going in and pushing our senior military and national security officials toward conflict, only to reward them when they retire with lucrative jobs, getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Take a look at the globalist warmonger donors backing our opponents. That's because they're candidates of war. I am the president who delivers peace, and it's peace through strength. There was a reason we had no conflict. There was a reason we didn't get into wars because other countries respected us. I entirely built all right from the beginning, rebuilt our military. It's a big reason for that. They didn't want to mess around with the United States, and now they're laughing at us. We could end the Ukraine conflict in 24 hours with the right leadership. At the end of my next four years, the warmongers and frauds and failures of the senior ranks of our government will all be gone, and we will have a new group of competent national security officials who believe in defending America's vital interests above all else. Thank you very much.
3: All right, that's a three-and-a-half-minute clip. I could spend months deciphering it. Everything you said is true about the deep state, the revolving doors, the system uh, d- a designing failure, the danger of accelerated war beyond World War III, nuclear war. That was an important speech. And you got to support Trump doing that. Courage and truth is contagious. We need to see this everywhere. We're going to go to break, come back into the latest World War III news, a bunch of poison shot news, the latest on the economy, and so much more. Rittenhouse, you know, January 6th, you name it. we got a special guest for two hours with us in-studio that you don't want to miss coming up at the start of the next hour. We are listener-supported. We have great products. Ultimate Bone Broth is the strongest bone broth out there. Bone broth's been one of the top sellers for 10 years. Everybody knows, particularly chicken broth, concentrated is so good for your bones, your stamina, your energy, your your joints, your immune system. This is patented, super high-quality, concentrated bone broth with the turmeric, the chaga mushroom, the bee pollen, the magnesium, and so much more. It really is an incredible product. Concentrated bone broth costs the same amount as this without all the added ingredients that are in it. This is a superfood. It is amazing. It's in the store now, sold out for over two years at InfoWarsStore.com. Also, Real Red Pill Plus with the pregnenone and so much more that supercharges your whole body. Talk about fountain of youth. This is as close as you're going to get. Nitric oxide formula. Doctors have come on without me even asking to and said, man, that formula is first rate to clean out your blood and your whole a cardiovascular system. Everybody needs it. Nitric Boost, InfoWarsStore.com. We have the 1,000 milligram, the 25 milligram, the 10 milligram CBD full spectrum. Highest in you're going to get at way less than half what uh, it sells for in stores. The CBD oil is so good for your whole body, your brain, your nervous system, your joints and bones as well. You should really use it and try it. Plus your support in the broadcast. The only way you fail is not taking action. Infowarstore.com or AAA 253 3139 We'll be right back. Stay with us. There is a war for the future happening right now. There is a war that will control my destiny, your destiny, our children's destinies. And that war is something that we can win, but it takes dedication. It takes commitment. That's why I ask listeners respectfully to go to infowarstore.com and buy great products that will enrich and empower your life while keeping us on air at the very same time. Infowarstore.com to get a signed or unsigned copy of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World. Ultimate Bone Broth, back in stock. Nitric Boost, uh, the amazing CBD oil we have that's the highest quality you're going to find anywhere at more than half off. It's all available at Infowarstore.com. Some of the very best products. And a lot of you have never shopped at Infowarstore. You've been watching for years, you've been listening for years, but you've never taken the step to go to Infowarstore. These are great products that really work and are amazing. Plus, they keep us on air. So again, please take action. Go to InfoWarsStore.com today, and I thank you. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. When we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us, and that's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com, and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than one percent of our listeners actually go buy products at Infowarsore.com. If just one percent more of you took action and went to Infowarsore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.
1: You're listening to the Alex Jones Show.
3: yawn so you don't want to miss this can't wait to interview him all right getting back to the world war three situation here world war three has never been closer than this right now trump trashes america's last globalist over ukraine war says the deep state has had a coup over america they've got to be removed i mean this is directly challenging the people that have hijacked this country we need a clean house of all warmongers and America last globalists in the national security industrial complex. Trump vows to oust demented warmongers and globalists. Other war news. China says ready to join forces with Russia, close quote, to defend national interests. close quote, as Putin confirms G visit during the war. Biden confesses Nord Stream terror attack again in Warsaw. Remember he bragged he'd blow it up, said Victoria Newland. We mobilized to reduce dependence on Russian energy. Putin's speech he gave two days ago threatens nuclear war. Russia running low on Iranian drones. Biden and Putin deliver dueling fiery speeches. U.S. believes Russia has failed its intercontinental ballistic test of the Satan II missile. Wall Street Journal: Xi Jinping plans Russia visit as Putin wages war in Ukraine. That is a big deal. Something bothering you both? Zelensky shares very frosty meeting with Italian Prime Minister as Rome refuses to send fighter jets a week after her coalition partner Burr Sully blamed Kiev for the war. And now the AP reporter is saying it, and Trump's saying it. And it goes on and on and on. That does not defend what Putin has done. I think it was bad that he invaded and took the bait. Not very smart, but I guess at the end of the day it'll just make Putin's grip on Russia that much stronger. I guess as they say, war is the health of the state. Look at this disgusting headline. Left-wing historian. Biden's Ukraine visit was presidential bravery. Not seen since Lincoln. Talk about needing a barf bag. Talk about disgusting. But it's all coming out about the Nord Stream pipeline, ladies and gentlemen. It's all beginning to come out. And while we're focused on the war, the UN's getting ready. The big Marburg scare, they're getting ready. With all the attacks on our food and infrastructure grid, we've got Top Banker says UK will introduce a super app that combines digital and financial data within the year. That's up on Infowars.com. We mentioned this yesterday, but here are the articles. Physical attacks on Power Grid surged to new peak. Politico, Wall Street Journal, all reporting what we told you we were tracking. Power Grid attacks surged. Our, Likely to continue study finds. Attacks on the U.S. power grid are surging. The civilization is being purposely collapsed right now. And the question is, why are we putting up with it? So, about a year and a half ago, we all saw Biden fall down repeatedly going up the stairs to Puppet One or Air Force One. Well, leaving Poland he fell down again while scrabbling up the stairs. And again, this is so emblematic of somebody with dementia, with serious cognitive problems, who's a puppet of the globalist and, of course, Barack Obama's third unelected administration. But he really thinks he's president, and he really thinks he's dynamic, and he really thinks he can scrabble up the stairs. He's like an old dog that can't hunt anymore, but he thinks he can. And that's emblematic of where our republic is, led by these skeletons. I, mean, I played the clip yesterday. Cue that up if you can find it. And, and the whole two-hour speech is insane. George Soros in Germany last week gave a speech where you couldn't understand half of it. And again, this is a guy, to a great extent, calling the shots more than even O'Biden. Go ahead and play the clip.
6: Uh... uh, um,
1: uh, uh, uh. Um, Acid uh, um, um,
3: would increase the level of the oceans by seven meters. That's who's running our country and starting wars with Russia. That's who thinks they're in complete control of society. Now, let me get to the poison shot stack before our guest comes in. This is a small smattering of today's news. Vaccinated, overrepresented in all cases, deaths, ONS data shows. That's just out of England, the only country putting out some data. But the insurance companies... They have the data around the world, and I'll show you a map just in Europe of where all the excess deaths are, highest rate ever recorded. And it is completely corresponding to the level of the amount of shots of the so-called vaccine people are taking. Dr. Fauci comes clean on vaccines, respiratory viruses, suddenly comes out and says they don't work. Israel court-offered Ministry of Health Israeli court ordered is Ministry of Health to release the agreement with Pfizer. These two pages contain the section title liability and indemnity provision. 99% of it is blacked out. I wish this was a joke, but it's not. And look at what they released. The fact that it gives them indemnity and freedom from any liability to give experimental shots to us, and 99% of it is blacked out. They knew exactly what they were doing. And I have this clip out of Canada. I'm kind of springing this on you guys, but see if you can find it in your today's list. Liberal explains, this is the lawyer for the government, vaccine contracts with no liability clause. And he goes on to say, well, we didn't know what it would do, and it might really hurt people, so we gave them full liability protection. I thought it was all tested. I thought it was all great. We'll get to that in a moment, but first... This is so bad, massive amounts of excess deaths, and nobody seems to know why. What do you think's causing this? Ask Peter Sweden. And it shows the death numbers, and as you go up in the higher vaccinated areas, you get the higher death rates. Notice, in Russia and Eastern Europe and Turkey and everywhere else, there's no excess deaths. But the more a country submits and forces its population to take it, the higher the death rate. Here are those numbers, ladies and gentlemen. But on average, it's a 56% 56 increase in death when you average all age groups together from the shots. Here's a lawyer breaking it down. Criminal indictments, the U.S. Department of Defense, along with Fauci, Gates, Tedros, Moderna, Pfizer, F. DA, CDC, WEF, CIA, and others willfully and criminally engaged in racketeering, illegal advertising, fraud, and mass premeditated murder of millions of innocent people worldwide. It's being testified to international organizations. But don't worry, they think you'll forget the last virus with the new virus. Who convenes urgent meeting over outbreak of deadly Marburg virus that kills 90% of those infected? Let's go ahead and play this clip of the government lawyer explains vaccine contracts with no liability liability clause in Canada.
7: These agreements require employees of the government of Canada that access these documents to sign confidentiality agreements. And why is that? Why is there much more redactions, as my colleague said, in these documents than in other documents? It's because these documents were signed at the beginning of a pandemic when everybody was desperate for vaccines When companies were being told to rush vaccine production, do testing in an unprecedented way, in a way they normally don't do it. So these companies were exposed to way higher liability, putting their products on the market than they normally would, because they didn't do the type of testing that normally takes these drugs years to come to market. They did it all in less than a year. So that's why these companies said, if I'm going to deliver you this product that I haven't tested in my normal way, I I want to have different conditions. And with companies, all countries around the world competing with each other to get these, the countries had less leverage than they normally do. For example, if we were entering into flu vaccine contracts or monkeypox contracts or other things that were normally available, this would be a different issue but these are already signed. They were signed at a time the government didn't have that leverage in negotiations. We just wanted to sign as many vaccine contracts with as many producers as possible because Canadians were desperate for vaccines. And in the end, it worked out. We got vaccines, and we were one of the countries that got to vaccinate everybody the fastest.
3: But it didn't work out unless you learned to kill a bunch of people. It was the same program of stampeding people into submission all over the world, and now there's a U.N. treaty to take control of our bodies. Hour number two straight ahead. You don't want to miss this. Humanity is in a fight for its very life. And InfoWars for decades has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future. We can't stay on air without your help. And I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfoWarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth finally sold out for over two years back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric boosts what it does for your heart cardiovascular critical all these products like ultimate krill oil ultimate fish oil super vitality they're all available and in stock ready to ship to you right now on infowarsstore.com and the final 1200 signed copies of my book the great reset and the war for the world and i'm not going to sign any more after that are exclusively available at infowarsstore.com as well in the last month i got a little busy so i didn't sign the books so we didn't have them for sale but now i signed the last books you can get them right now When you have U.S. Senators in both parties saying we may need to go ahead and nuke Russia first, and the Russians are aware that's almost happened before, what do you think that makes the Russians do? Well, it makes them go into war mode. So I don't like them invading Ukraine. I don't like him putting his nuclear forces on maximum alert. Only one level above that on their CON, just like our system, and that's fire the weapons. And so now we have Democrats all over the news saying, let's just use nuclear weapons on Russia. Think of their ignorance. Russia has hundreds of submarines off our coast with sea launched missiles that would vaporize our cities within five minutes on average of being launched. Sea launched cruise missiles that fly at Mach 5. Land launch systems they can also launch from ships that are at Mach 9 and cannot be shot down. And yes, the United States has those, too. That's a Pentagon lie that that Russia developed systems that we don't have. It's on record the U.S. has those systems. The point is it's called mutually assured destruction or mad for a reason because anyone that would violate the mad doctrine is insane. And, you know, I'm on the side of not having a nuclear war. Especially when Russia's not starting a fight with us, and especially after we just heard for years that everything happening in this country is run by Russia, when that was all a giant lie. The globalists are the outside evil force.
0: I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now, and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I want you to get up right now! Stick your head out of the window, open it, and stick your head out and keep yelling and yell! I'm as mad as hell! I'm not gonna take this anymore! Just get up from your chairs right now! Go to Where the are you window. going? I wanna see if anybody's yelling! The window,
5: open it and stick
0: your head out and
4: yell and keep yelling! I'm as mad as hell! How am I gonna take this
3: anymore?!
0: as hell. I'm not going to take, take, take it anymore. I'm not going to
1: take, take it anymore. Waging war on corruption. It's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the Infowar.
0: He jumped on his old horse and he lit out. He didn't know where he was going, but he knew he had to go somewhere. Oh, I wish you could have seen it. That old horse with his ears laid back in his nostrils wide open, a-sucking-in wind like a jet engine, feet pounding on them cobblestones, striking off sparks. Paul a-holding on for dear life and a-hollering at the top of his lungs. He says, the British is coming, the British is coming. Get you a gun, we gonna have us a revolution. And them farmers come a-piling out of the hay like bees out of a beehive. Minute men, are called. What's Minutemen? Minute men, minute men? There's fellows that had to be ready at a minute's notice. And when Paul comes screeching down the road that way, they grab their guns and hid out behind the weeds and walls and trees and everywhere. And when the British come pranks and long, all dressed up in, in, in their red suits, they let them have it. It was a sight to see then it happened they fired the gun they fired the gun and the shot was so loud it was heard clear around the world oh get out (laughs) That's that's the way this country started
1: To 1984 is 1776. Live from Austin, Texas, broadcasting worldwide. It's Alex Jones.
3: Well, I've been following this guy for more than a decade. Such prolific work, and then I've tried to get the producers a few times to get him on, but it never happened. Turns out he lives in Dripping Springs. He was on with Mike Adams yesterday in the 4th Hour. Michael Yon is here. And, uh, wow, to try to describe your whole background, the thousands of stories you broke, all over the world what you've done, uh, from the war zones to the border to hunting cannibals, to uh, just 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 all of it is wild, absolutely wild. You're on Twitter at Michael uh, underscore Yon, Y-O-N. And, of course, uh, MichaelYon.locals.com. Great to have you here with us in the next two hours. I kind of want to just let you take it away. I mean, because you, you know so much.
6: Well, It's really an honor to come on your show. It's, it's amazing, actually. And, um, well, yeah, I, I've come to Texas because this is an, uh, an epicenter of the action. Uh, not because, uh, you know, people that know me know that wherever I go, you should probably go away from. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually have an office in Thailand. And so uh, – and so, actually, I, I've been, and when it comes to information war, by the way, info wars, I've actually written three books on information war, but they're all in Japanese. Unfortunately, they're not in English because I've been trying to wake up the Japanese to the incredible information war that they are undergoing. Uh, for it's an, it's it's an information war designed to split Korea and uh, in Japan and the United States that tri- that defense triangle, and it's been pretty effective against korea and japan but in any case right i've been a war correspondent for years uh and uh mostly iraq for a couple of years afghanistan for a couple of years off the philippines i was out with uh, maoist in nepal and a lot of the fighting before that you were in the military i was uh, in special forces in the military right and uh and uh, so that gave me a good background for understanding a lot of the uh, uh unconventional warfare that we see today and, uh, and for instance, uh, I lived in Poland for a couple of years, lived in Germany for four years. Deutsch. And so I, you know, spent six years and I spent most of my time overseas. Most of my life has been overseas in about 90 countries. So although I'm American, I've lived all over the United States. I went to school in California. I grew up in Florida, uh, you know, stationed at Fort Bragg, of course, in special forces and bad told Germany and that sort of thing. So I've, I've been around, I've seen a few things. I've learned a few things. And now uh, we see that we are in big trouble. And the highest level of warfare, of course, is information war, info wars.
3: That was I my mean, first question before we hit all your great knowledge is, how would
6: you describe the state of the world in America right now? Problematic, uh, to put it lightly. I, this morning when I woke up, I called Mike Flynn, who's a big fan of your show, by the way. And I told him I'm coming on with Alex today. And, uh, and we talked about this. I mean, we are that close to a thermonuclear war. I mean, it's obviously... You get it. I watch you, Alex. You're talking about it all the time. It's it's uh, it, we are amazingly close to to a very serious. We're in a serious war right now. For instance, with CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, has been at war with us for years. Uh, one only needs to uh, to, to to read uh, to unrestricted warfare uh, to to watch what China does. Of course, I got sent, I got kicked out of Hong Kong in 2020. I was covering the the. the uh, the the resistance in Hong Kong for about seven months, and they finally kicked me out. They should have kicked me out after about seven minutes. Uh, but you, know, you you might have seen it in the news. But that was a huge information operation as well. And and in Hong Kong, one of the things one of the things that the Chinese Communist Party's done. To destroy Hong Kong is weaponized immigration. So they've been bringing in mainlanders into Hong Kong for years, and they've been bringing in, on average, 100 to 150 a day for many years. Now it's a larger number, and they're trying to force the Cantonese speakers there to speak Mandarin, not to speak Cantonese. They're trying to rewriting the history lessons in the Hong Kongers' uh, school books and that sort of thing. So it's that information war to rewrite the history and persuade the Hong Kongers. And also they're doing the same thing, by the way, in Okinawa, Japan, trying to get the Japanese who live on Okinawa to think that they're actually uh, historically Chinese, They're trying to get the Okinawans there to speak old dialects, uh, old dialects that aren't really spoken much anymore, putting old dialects of uh, Japanese uh, Okinawan dialect onto the elevator buttons on the ATM machines. Same Uh, thing's done here with all the transgenderism. It's all a war on language. Language. Language is the high ground. Uh, as you know, you talk about it all the time. You, you can't seed the language. The, the, the little words like vaccine, it's not a vaccine. You, you can't, or migration. We're being invaded, right? Europe is being invaded. Just, These aren't migrants. This is an invasion. This is a straight-up invasion. Uh, you know, this is weaponized migration. I was over in Morocco, what, about a year or so ago, a year and a half And uh, I was there with Chuck Holton, a good friend of mine, war correspondent, former army ranger, actually. And we saw that Belarus was starting to try to push uh, migrants, quote unquote, into Belarus and into Poland. I knew that Poland wouldn't let them. I lived in Poland for two years. Uh, There was a reason for that, that I lived in Poland for two years. But it was quite quite interesting. And I knew that Poland as a country has what I call a non-Newtonian personality. In other words, the harder you push them, the stronger they get, like you. The harder you push Alex Jones, the stronger you get. I mean, you get punched and you get knocked down and you get back up. Poland's like that. Poland, uh, like the Germans, constantly push Poland. You have to take your fair share. Poland's not gonna sit like that. So I flew up to uh, the Lithuanians. I had been with the Lithuanian army in Afghanistan, actually. So I kept my contacts there. And from Morocco, I called up some Lithuanians. I called up an army officer, actually. I said, hey, what's up with Belarus? pushing migrants into Lithuania. And he said, well, come on up. We just noticed you were in Morocco. So I flew to Vilnius, the capital of Lithuania, got off the airplane, met with some top government officials. I got full access to the camps, including their intelligence people, their army, police, uh, elected officials, and saw what's happening. And basically Belarus, with Russia behind it, is pushing the migrants, invaders, and they're from all over the world, all over Africa. Many of them were actually Syrians and Iraqis as well, from the Middle East, Chechens. Many Chechens. I asked him about Chechens. I said, do you have any Chechens? So it's not just the UN using migrants as a weapon. Oh, no. Uh, but, however, and I told the, uh, the Lithuanians, we had a little private conference there, and I said, you know, you're going to get an ecosystem of people here. You're going to get the OIM, uh, the, the IOM, depending on which language, the, the, the immigration uh, uh, pump, you might call it, that's also working in Darien Gap. You're going to get... Uh, a Norwegian Refugee Council, you're going to get Catholic Charities, you're going to get all—there's a little ecosystem of pumping stations that, that pumps these, these migrants from all over the world, for instance, through Darien Gap, where I spend—I just came in from Darien Gap, uh, which is a, a, a huge jungle area between Colombia and Panama, and, um, and uh, this is—I've been going to Darien Gap ever since Biden seized—or whoever put the meat puppet Biden into office— Uh, He's a dog king, for those who know what dog kings are. Uh, And uh, I knew that the Darien Gap was going to be a funnel or an hourglass from Asia and from Africa and from South America into Panama and up to the United States. Let me explain what the Darien Gap is. Highway 1 goes all the way from Alaska To Tierra del Fuego at the tip of South America. You can ride on a motorcycle or a car and go all the way to Yavita, Panama, and then there's about 63 miles with no roads. That's called the gap, the Darien Gap. It's some pretty epic jungle, and that, the the migrants will come up or the invaders will come up from about 140 different countries, and they go to Colombia, and I've gone down there to Colombia, and I've started the Darien Gap on that side. I didn't walk all the way through, and uh, and the the, uh, they will start in Colombia, go through the Darien Gap. A huge number of them die. They go over, walk over the Montaña de la Muerta, the Mountain of Death, and the three crossings where so many drown. And then the Indians start killing them, the Kuna and the Embera Indians, who I'll go out with all the time. That's who I go with is with the Indians. And then finally they come out through the other side of the gap, and they're put on buses. And actually 39 died about a week ago on a, in a bus accident with one of these buses that's coming up to, from the Darien Gap to Costa Rican border. And, uh, and these are funded by, largely by the United States. For instance, uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas was heading down. Well, that was my
3: next point. we got to go break. Guys, you get the clip. There's a bunch of them. But Biden's saying, if I get elected, immediately surge the border. There's no doubt that that call and then State Department funding is causing this. That's what you're saying.
6: 100%. In fact, I've stayed down in Darien Gap for months, uh, developing human sources and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, getting to know the Indians and, and, and uh, the Embraer Indians and the Kuna Indians and, uh, and, and many of the workers like Red Cross. And, uh, and so there's a, actually a hotel right beside one of the camps in Darien Gap called San Vicente Camp. And, uh, many, and, and so I.
3: Hold I, on, stay there. This is riveting stuff. This is inside the globalist invasion of America, World War Three, and more with our special guest. Stay with us. Your voice counts. Both the regular shows and special reports and share them with everyone you know. Take action now by texting the word NEWS N E W S to 833-470-0438. That's 833-470-0438 for InfoWars emergency news alerts. Or text the word SHOW to 833-470-0438 and receive live show notifications. Take action now, rate the chain reaction, and tell others to share those texts. Get news alerts at 833-470-0438. Hey,
4: everybody confused about staying healthy in a crazy COVID culture. Me too. But listen, after all the research, all the conflicting studies, after all the squabbling, there's one thing almost everyone agrees on. It's that immune system health can literally be the difference between life and death. You probably already believe that. I certainly do.
3: Well, Michael Beyond's a famous wartime correspondent, loved by the U.S. military, former Special Forces himself. And he's drilling into the you know 10-foot view or 5-foot view or 1-inch view about the Darien Gap and all the rest of it. But I was asking him, give us the 35,000-foot view of the U.N., the NGOs, the State Department, the larger operation. I mean, inside where these people are coming from, you're saying Chinese, Russians are pouring across as well.
6: Oh, right. Chinese. In fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago now, I was in the Darien Gap uh, two, yeah, two weeks ago, and I took two Chinese with me. I took a Cantonese speaker and I took a Mandarin speaker uh, because there's so many mainland Chinese coming through the Darien Gap. The, the mainland Chinese will fly to Ecuador first, and then they go through Colombia and they come through the gap. And so I took those two speakers. And that's right. what, like, Panama? Uh, they, they start on the Colombian side. They'll start at no. a place called Nacokli, and they get on boats, which I've done. And then they'll, they'll go on the boats to a place called Ghana, And from there, they'll either boat, or there's two different uh, main journeys to get into the Darien Gap at that point. The Chinese have more money, so they take a, a more luxurious route. You might say it's still quite difficult and, and dangerous. Uh, and and the, uh, the, the, the mainland Chinese will pay about $20,000 to get from mainland China into Panama itself. And so they've got money. And again, I took two uh, Chinese down there with me recently. One spoke Cantonese, the other Mandarin. I took them down there because I wanted to see if any actually spoke Cantonese. None of of the about 50 that we spoke with that were coming through, none spoke Cantonese. Everybody spoke Mandarin. Nobody was from like Malaysia or Indonesia or Taiwan. They were all from mainland China. And they're from many parts of mainland China. They were educated people. They were not... uh, they were not people running from the gulag or that sort of thing. They were they were clearly uh, educated people, and some spoke English. Actually, none spoke German. That I, I tried German on most of them, and but they they uh, but they all said that they were coming up for jobs and that sort of thing. There were some family units, but mostly they were military age males, and some of them looked very military to me. They were very switched on. They were alert. They were fit. They were. Uh, you know, they weren't shuffling the, and looking at their feet, walking through. They were really looking around, checking everything out. And uh, Larry of, uh, the, of the cameras and that sort of thing. But I still got a lot of video of these. Uh, a lot of the most of the people coming across our border are military age males from whatever country, whether that's Haitians or whatever. I was it's the just, same thing in Europe. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, uh, all over Europe, for instance. I was just down in Dominican Republic as well. Uh, Dominican Republic is building a border with. Haiti and uh, and should I look at you or the camera by the way, <laughs> uh, this way, all right, so the the Dominican Republic is uh, shares the island with Haiti, of course, about one third of the island is Haiti, and the other two thirds are Dominican Republic, and they are building a wall there, which they call their Trump wall. I was just down on that wall between uh, Haiti and Dominican Republic and, uh, and the, the Dominican Republic has kicked out about 162,000 Haitians in the last year or so. Now, many of the Haitians, are they'll go down to Suriname in South America, and then they'll come through, eventually make it through Colombia and come through the Darien Gap. Huge amounts of Haitians are coming through. So Haitians are one of the larger groups. They do a huge amount of criminality, actually, none the, whether it's Colombia or Panama or Mexico, everybody's wary of the Haitians, not Africans, but Haitians specifically. And
3: and why does Colombia let them land there? Like, why don't they just go directly to Mexico?
6: Uh, Interestingly, when I was in Colombia about two years ago, and uh, there was actually a CNN uh, on a big screen at the hotel and the restaurant in Spanish showing people how to get through the Darien Gap. It was showing migrants, if you want to call them that, how to get to various countries through Colombia into the Darien Gap. Colombia is just making money off of them. Uh, for instance, they, they make a lot of money. I mean, right now, about 1,000 per day are coming through, right? And so all of these people pay a lot of money to whether it's the, the boat uh, men or, or the, uh, 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 the taxi drivers or whatever. And, and so there's a lot of money flows into the country that way. And you said the State Department's helping this happen. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas flew down there about last april i got word from a congressman actually that he, i was about to fly to arizona to go with some congressmen on the border and one told me that mayorkas was about to fly to, to to panama i said well if he's coming to panama i bet he'll go to darien gap so i went down there and i stationed myself and i waited for about three to four days in a place where i thought he might land in helicopters which he did he landed in three black hawks i launched my drone and droned as mayorkas landed and he Went right by me, as close as we are now. And he went into a place called San Vicente Camp. And since that time, the camp has doubled in size. So they've more than doubled in size. I just droned it again two or three weeks ago. And you can see the difference between how it was then and how it is now. Las Blancas is another camp, which is more than... So they're expanding these size. camps all over the place. They're expanding the camps in size. And also, they're much, the operation is much smoother now. In other words, before... The, the migrants, if you want to, again, if you want to call them that, euphemistically called migrants, would come and they might spend days or even weeks in the camps. Now they can spend hours. So once you come through the Darien Gap now, you're immediately getting uh, put into uh, a bus. And again, just about a week ago, a bus uh, had an accident, killed 39 of them. So they'll go to two different camps. So they, they go, as, as you come through Darien Gap, you'll feed into two different villages. One is called... Uh, uh uh, uh Kanan membrio right it's on the membrio river and that's about 3 hours up in by dugout canoe it's like apocalypse now stuff up into up into the jungle and and then there's another uh, embara indian village also about 3 hours up into the jungle so i've been to both of these more than a dozen times and this is where they will feed out into is these two villages right and once you get to one of these villages then you'll stay overnight or so, and then you'll get put on a, a dugout canoe. That's the only canoes out in these rivers. There's crocodiles and all that. You're way out there, right? And so then you come down about three hours on the river. You get put on deuce and a halfs uh, that are operated by Cinefront, which is like the uh, Panamanian Border Patrol police. They're highly professional, by the way. And actually, a, a, a Cinefront special forces team just helped me get through two journalists, and uh, about uh, just a few it was uh, a month ago or so it was uh, two journalists came through and, and went on Bannon show actually when they made it, and so I, I helped them get through and Center Front actually helped us so Centfront will then shuttle the the migrants into the two camps, Lajas Blancas or San Vicente at las Blancas and San Vicente, for instance, I was in Lajas Blancas a few weeks ago. as soon as you get off the dugout canoe there 's somebody standing there with a the map which he 's got folded out, and it 's showing you where to go and you can take the qr code and and make a you know qr code that'll show you the map where to go all the migrants where all the stops are up and up and uh you know in panama and Coast so western
3: governments europe and the u.s are creating pipelines with third world populations
6: it's a it's a complete pipeline with pumping stations you should see this i'll give it to you when i leave and so you can have the qr you can see the map yourself and so we have pipeline And at this Lajas Blancas camp, there's actually a nursery tent there. There's a legal tent there giving you legal advice, how to uh, talk when you get to the U.S. border, you know, the things that you have to say. And the same
3: thing was done 10 years ago,
6: starting in Europe, creating those pipelines. Absolutely. And, you know, the Europeans have been a naive population of this, especially, for instance, the Swedes. I was in Luxembourg last year. I spent about a week there in Luxembourg. The last time I was in Luxembourg was when I was in the Army, right? And it was the jewel of Europe. It was a beautiful place. Now it's about literally about 50% migrants, and you can see that on their official Just website. Just sleeping on the street everywhere. Yeah, that's not a number that came out of my head. You can see that on their official website. I think it was 48%.
3: All right, stay there. I want to talk about big picture with this. I'm going to shift gears to Ukraine war, to information warfare, to the the new world order, to Biden, just big picture, you're a smart guy, how you would describe the world today and where you think we're going and what you think we can do to avert this engineered UN world crisis. We'll be right back with our special guest in studio. So many people say to me, Alex, please stop being so negative. Well, for me, admitting I've gotten a rotten tooth and going in a root canal is not negative. It hurts.
1: You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Waging war on corruption. It's Alex Jones, coming to you live from the
3: front lines of the Infowar. Michael Jan is our guest, famous investigative journalist for zones around the world. And he's focusing on the collapsed border by design. That's the real war zone in Europe and the United States, the replacement migration, the U.N. plan. So give us the high-level overview of what you think uh, happening here. And since I mentioned it, here's that clip of uh, Biden when he was a candidate saying, if I win, immediately surge the border.
4: What Uh I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should
3: come. Sorry, I asked you a question and played a clip. That's my fault. Uh, uh, Michael, start over.
6: Well, there's a demographic destruction ongoing here. Uh, it's a replacement strategy. Of course, when you say that, people say that's conspiratorial, but they say that that's clearly what they're doing. That's what Stalin did in 32 and 33 with the Holodomor, right? With the Kulaks, Kulakization, right? Uh, it, it's, it's the same old strategy that Mao used as well. Of course, Mao looked up to Stalin for, his, for a lot of his hints on how to do... Uh, and so
3: now the big corporations are using Maoist technology, Maoist oh yeah. control.
6: Oh, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is a clear... We are already in World War III. It's just not kinetic insofar as nuclear weapons go at this point. Give
3: time. us the big picture, because I saw you on Mike Adams a few months ago. The food, the infrastructure, all of this.
6: Right. Now, as a war correspondent, I'd, I've done the kinetics. I've done all the firefights for many years and that sort of thing, and the bombs and the ambushes and that sort of thing. That's kind of a lower level of warfare. The, the upper, The highest level of warfare is the PhD level is information warfare, right? But underneath this are so many other things. For instance, food supply, energy, of course. Uh, and and, and the, the food supply is obviously crucial. People, whoever controls the food and the energy and the money. I mean. Uh, so I've been studying the, the food issues for quite a while. And in January of 2020, I started warning about potential famine. Uh, and, I, and you've never heard me warn about that before as a war correspondent. I would always just say, be prepared, that sort of thing. But I didn't say, now become a prepper, right? Uh, and, and now at this point, if you're not prepping, you're, 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 you're somewhat foolish, actually. I hate to use that term, but let's just be realistic. Uh, you know, and it's all about conditions, by the way. When, we, when I talk about famine, when I say what I'm going to say next— uh, oftentimes people will say, well, what will be the spark? What will be the spark of a war? What will be this? It's not about sparks. Sparks is kind of an amateur level of looking at things. It's all about conditions, like a forest fire. Like when I'm down in the Darien Gap you, in the jungle, it's a rainforest. You could have a firework factory blow up in the Darien Gap. And it would leave a smoking crater and it might burn for a few hours and it's going to go out. Conditions are not ripe for a jungle fire in the Darien Gap. But if you have you know, California, where they leave the fuel load under the dry trees and that sort of thing, uh, anything will do, a little spark, a cigarette, whatever, and the whole towns burn up. It's the same way with famine. Famines can happen suddenly, or they can happen slowly. They can happen suddenly with, for instance, a volcanic eruption. Uh, uh, Japan has probably had maybe 500, more than 500 famines in the last 1,500 years, and three of the biggest ones started with volcanoes, Right. But there's also the slow-moving uh, famines, which are often intentional. Some t- oftentimes, like, for instance, the Irish famine, uh, 1845 to arguably 52, depending on who you want to argue with, <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the potato famine, uh, w- once the blight began, then the English took advantage of it, not just the English, but some others did as well. So your enemies can take advantage of it. Likewise, in the 1944-45 famine in the, what they called the Hunger Hungerventer in Netherlands, uh the the nazis actually instigated that famine and it was kind of a sudden famine like a light switch it came on and it went off when we broke when you know after the allies invaded and we liberated the dutch so it only lasted roughly six so food
3: is a weapon and and the 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 the, the system the bureaucrats the corporations are setting up an atmosphere an environment for worldwide famine
6: right and this drives the next part of the warfare hop human osmotic pressure the human osmotic pressure is the push in the pull of migration, right? Now, the globalists have been saying for years that they want to displace about 1.2 billion people in this. And, of course, Lara Logan has given me an earful of this. You know how Lara is? Michael, are you paying attention to me? That sort of thing. 1.2 billion people. Well, they- the U.N.
3: plan says by 2050, 600-plus million in the U.S. alone. How many? 600 million
6: they want to bring here. Yeah. And you'll see clowns like Peter Zahn saying, you know, we've got plenty of room, right? Uh, it, it, bottom line is this hot, this human osmotic pressure always, which human osmotic pressure is driven by things like, well, it can be just a soft pressure economic-wise, like the draw and the push. Let's say if you're you know, living in Mexico, you might want to work in the United States and live back in Mexico, actually, right? Many Mexicans still do that, and Americans do likewise, Right. And, and then there's the hard pressures like pandemic, famine, and war, which is like a fire. You're going to run from the fire, right? And so, interestingly, pandemic and famine and war, the more of these things, if you're going to get into the higher levels of studying warfare, you first of all, you must study information war, period. Uh, and you'll see so many things around you you couldn't believe that are happening once you're, the, the, the curtains are opened. Uh, and, and then studying famine and pandemic are essential. Pandemic and famine and war are the triangle of death. They always go, to the, to go together. If you get a big war, you'll always get pandemic and famine. And if you get famine, you get a war. That's right. It's the triangle of death. I was saying this on an interview a couple of years ago, and one of my kind readers, she said, uh, you know, you say pan for war, pandemic, famine, war, as if you made it up. And I said, I did. And she goes, no, it's in the Bible. I said, actually, you're right. I'm sorry about that. That's probably actually where I got it from. The four horsemen. The fourth one is. The- so, so why are powerful infrastructure groups, why are powerful corporations pushing a climate of war and famine? something you talk about all the time, uh, world domination. Uh, They clearly want to reduce the world population, for starters, and uh, this is an oft-stated goal uh, to even as low as 500 million people, which would obviously, so if they're going to bring 600 million in here, it's just for a kulakization move basically to kill us, right, and to take our property, which is very easy to do. You can just tell the Haitians and the others, hey, go take those white people's property. How many places in Africa? And that's the uh, left, just
3: like South Africa is priming anti-white race war.
6: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, th- and that's the... So South Africa war. was a beta test. And some other African countries as well. And that's just the... That's just... The information war component is obviously part and parcel to everything. That's the... They stuff did it in war Rhodesia, war. too. in the clouds. That's, that's the whole thing, right? And so bottom, that's what Stalin did with the kulakization. First of all, he labeled everybody kulaks or Jews, Jews, or Poles had to wear the P for Polish, Right. And so, first of all, you label your enemy, you mark your enemy, and then you say, hey, if you, they stole your stuff. Go take it from them, and it's yours. And that's how you Remember get
3: two years ago, Facebook put out an update with 12 people, myself and a few others, and said, these groups you're allowed to call for violence against. And people couldn't believe they did that, but they actually posted that as their official rule. so they're beta testing that. They called for violence against you, openly? They said, they said you are not allowed to say anything positive about these 12 people, Myself, Paul Watson, Gab McGinnis, a few others, and you are, but you are allowed to call for violence against them. I swear to God, does it sound real? You can pull it up; it's, it's it's real.
6: That is that's that's stunning. I mean, they're literally trying to call a hit squad in on you. That, that's quite obvious.
3: Well, I mean, I think they were just beta testing to see if they could get away with it.
6: They, they pulled it in two days. Hmm. <laughs> information war. You know, let's talk just for a minute. Do you mind if I go off on a tangent yeah, about please. dog kings? Dog king. A dog king is an old strategy in information war to demoralize your enemies. For instance, when the Swedish would kill a Norwegian king, they would make a literal dog into a king, like, you know, with a crown and everything. And so the dog would have a translator and the dog's body language would give orders, right? So that's why they called them dog kings. It was also done in Ethiopia and other places, right? So this has been done for centuries. Caligula's horse, you know, whether he actually made a horse a senator, I don't know. Or King Rama X in Thailand made his poodle Fufu into a vice air marshal in the Royal Thai Air Force. He didn't. He had some problems with the Air Force, so he made his as poodle into a, actually a vice air marshal to demoralize the air force. So you see, that's what's happening when you have got brain dead Fetterman up in Pennsylvania, or you've got uh, Biden, who's clearly a dog king. You've got Harris, clearly a dog king.
3: Drag queen story times, critical race theory. It's to
6: purge the military. It, it yeah it, it, yeah exactly. So you've got all these dog kings that demoralizes. The people who don't do anything about it, who don't literally... You talk to Pashtun people in Afghanistan, they'll tell you what they would do. Uh, I've talked to them. They would... Anyway, I'll, I'll get put in jail if I say what the Pashtun would say.
3: Stay there. I'll talk about dog kings when we come back. This is riveting stuff. Then want to get into... You famously tracked cannibals and caught them.
6: Oh, that was epic. You know, I was taking a... You break. know, well, stay
3: there. Stay there. Okay. In fact, let's come in with a clip of I'll Eat My Neighbor straight ahead. What an amazing guest... We'll give your website out as well when we come back. There is a war for the future happening right now. There is a war that will control my destiny, your destiny, our children's destinies, And that war is something that we can win, but it takes dedication. It takes commitment. That's why I ask listeners respectfully to go to InfowarStore.com and buy great products that will enrich and empower your life while keeping us on air at the very same time infowarstore.com to get a signed or unsigned copy of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World. Ultimate Bone Broth, Back in stock. Nitric Boost, uh, the amazing CBD oil we have that's the highest quality you're going to find anywhere at more than half off. It's all available at infowarstore.com, some of the very best products. And a lot of you have never shopped at Infowarstore. You've been watching for years, you've been listening for years, but you've never taken the step to go to Infowarstore. These are great products that really work and are amazing. Plus, they keep us on air. So again, please take action. Go to InfoWarsTort.com today, and I thank you. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. When we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself, and the whole Infowars crew, I thank you for your past support. I want to encourage you now to realize that Infowars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word, I know you pray for us, and that's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to infowarsstore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time. Keep us on air. I know that less than one percent of our listeners actually go buy products at m4store.com. If just one percent more of you took action and went to Infowarsore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.
1: You're listening to the Alex Jones Show.
3: I will eat my neighbors. I'm not letting my kids die. I'm just gonna be honest. My superpower is being honest. I've extrapolated this out, and I won't have to for a few years since I got food and stuff. But I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, am "I ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up." And you know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. See, my superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. Okay, so that's good. And, and, and I said that was satire. The media ran with it. But if they continue to collapse society, you've covered what's happening with the Dutch farmers everywhere else, the deliberate uh, Canada making them dump millions of gallons a month of milk. I mean, this is a deliberate scarcity program by the ruling class of the planet. You're an expert on that. I mean, describe what you're seeing happening.
6: Right. Uh, that's why I'm carrying this red handkerchief. All the Dutch people know what this is. That's the symbol of the resistance in Netherlands. The, 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 the WEF, the World, World Economic Forum, they call it the WEF in Netherlands, is working to take their farms. And right now they're trying to take another 3,000. There's 52,000 farms in Netherlands. They own about 62%. Farmers own about 62% of the land. And, uh, and they're trying to take complete control of the the world. I mean it's, and, and,
3: and they've appointed the minister doing it to be the head UN guy running it worldwide it's so predatory it's so illegal
6: it is it's highly predatory in fact uh in fact uh, when i leave you i'm flying back to netherlands because uh, i'm going back on with jordan peterson over there he went over with me i took him to some Met, you know to a farm and to, to meet other people over there to see the situation, it's a, it's a clear war on food. It's not just a war on farmers. It's a war on food to reduce the number of people. And they're doing epic information war in Netherlands to persuade the Dutch people that uh, that the farmers are bad and so in, in, in Netherlands they blame the Stickstoff pollution, which in Dutch language means uh, nitrogen and next door in Germany, of course Netherlands borders uh, Germany uh, in germany it 's the carbon dioxide but in in Netherlands it stickstoff everything stickstoff is poison, they say
3: even though humans put off
6: that. Oh yeah and, and well the nitrogen I mean the nitrogen fertilizers nitrogenous fertilizers like ammonium sulfate ammonium nitrate all these sorts of things you know the Haber Bosch process which is was first uh, described in a in the thermodynamics book in 1903 by a guy named Fritz Haber a German chemist he described the idea of taking the hydrogen off of off of a natural gas and combining with the nitrogen that we're breathing and and making ammonia which they could use for making explosives and fertilizers right and so in in 1908 he finally got a little bit of ammonia to come out it was very difficult and and in 1913 uh another guy named bosch carl bosch also a german chemist but he could take it the industrial scale, they started working on this at Ludwigshafen, Germany, at BASF plant, where I went to twice last year. And by 1915, they were doing it on an industrial scale. They were making ammonia at an industrial scale at Ludwigshafen on the Rhine River at BASF plant, which they could make a lot of explosives with that and fertilizers. And now you'll see at that time, that's when the global population began to really explode literally and ammonia began to explode as well because you know the the same process
3: so the very they're cutting off carbon dioxide that plants breathe they're, they're trying to cut off nitrogen i mean this is a direct attack
6: absolutely before that actually we were using uh, bird guano and bat guano for fertilizers which actually is what is believed to have led to the irish uh, potato blight there there may have been a fungus in one of the in in the in the bird guano that was used for fertilizer for the irish lumper potatoes anyway Separate story. And uh, so right now, they're clearly, for instance, when, when Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 were blown up, Nord Stream 1, Nord Stream 2, when those things just got cut, that was it. I mean, I, I had been warning uh, for much of last year if BASF closes, that's Europe having a heart attack. And Mike Adams was warning about the same thing. So the fertilizers being cut off. Uh, Oh yeah, because you need that natural gas. It doesn't matter how much electricity you have. You can't make the ammonia, the nitrogenous fertilizers with electricity. You have to have the you have to have the natural gas. Or in China, they'll use coal gas. But you're not going to make it with nuclear power plants, right? You're just not going to... So last year I had a, a dinner with a, a retired CEO of a, a Dutch chemical company and, and, and Jordan Peterson. I arranged the dinner actually in Amsterdam and his name was Hank Dahl. And Hank said, you know, countries like India... And Brazil, where we get a lot of our protein, Brazil, are just not going to get enough fertilizers in 2023. Here we are, 2023. So they're not going to get enough of their nitrogenous fertilizers this year. And that's going to create an angrier world. I've seen U.N.
3: numbers that once the third world spends a certain amount of its paycheck on food, war always starts. So when Klaus Schwab says the angrier world will bring in our great reset, they're orchestrating the collapse, but they believe they'll pose as saviors during the collapse.
6: Pandemic, famine, war. The four horsemen, straight from the Bible, and the information war. As you, it, you're, Then when people are in this emotional state of being quite hungry, uh, and, and, and not only that, they're, ha- they're handing out phones to many of the migrants who are coming across the border into the United States. You can control these people with their phones, obviously, right? You can give instructions and say, hey, come to Alex Jones' place. Destroy it. You'll get paid if you even show up. First, they'll just get you to show up. We'll put some money on your phone. And, and antifa is a drill of that. I'm sorry, sir. Antifa's a test of that. Oh, absolutely. Antifa, I was out with them in Hong Kong. Believe it or not, Antifa was in Hong Kong. I was there for... I didn't even know much about Antifa until I was in Hong Kong, and there was Antifa people there learning how to fight and that sort of thing. And so, you'll... I was there in the fighting in in Hong Kong for seven months until they kicked me out, but when you see Antifa then started using the umbrellas and and, and different techniques that you would see in Hong Kong, they learned those techniques and they brought them back to, when I I left there, I went over to uh, Portland and I was out in the fighting in Portland and watching these techniques. Now, when I went to the January 6th thing, I was there actually. I didn't go inside. I sensed that it was a trap. I went to the door and I was like, you know what? (laughs) Don't do this because I could see a lot of uh, agent provocateurs around. I've been in so many uh, fights and Thailand and United States and also in Hong Kong watching agent provocateurs do things. That that group on January 6th was filled with agent provocateurs. I'm always watching for people with antennas, right? Always what, when you're looking for you know who's operating with who, when they start talking on their radios, they're usually looking for the guy they're trying to talk with. So I was spotting the cells. There were a lot of cells I was spotting.
3: And now it's coming out. Adam Schiff freaks out after Tucker Carlson granted access January 6th footage. Uh, Biden, again, is very scared of this. January 6th, uh, prisoners and their families petitioned Speaker McCarthy to release all 41,000 hours to crowdsourcing. But I'm glad Tucker's into it. That's really scaring the deep state. New video of Ray Epps hurling giant Trump sign at police on January 6th. Was never arrested like several Trump supporters who touched the same
6: sign. And notice as we go deeper and deeper into this, the information war is becoming more and more intense. More and more dog kings. More. De- de- oh, yeah, we
3: got into dog kings and got cut off. Keep going with uh, dog kings. Uh,
6: dog kings is a demoralization an, technique. Yeah, it's a demoralization technique, very effective. Like Caligula apparently may have made his uh, horse into a senator. Uh, whether that actually happened is, who knows. But anyway, that's a, a, a sort of dog king, right? So you basically put... Idiots in charge. You put the uh, uh, Biden, that sort of thing. And it demoralizes people that don't. Harris, Fetterman, this is all on purpose. Exactly. Fetterman's obviously Fetterman. And so that's a dog king. Now, it demoralizes the population itself, but also emboldens your enemies and saying, look, those Americans or whomever will actually follow whatever they're told to
3: do. I thought that, too. I thought the disastrous Afghan withdrawal was to make Russia feel strong to move into Ukraine.
6: Yeah, uh, that's, what, that's what I think as well. And I was deeply involved in getting Americans out, by the way. That was I knew. I mean, really you tough. go for 10 hours. There's so much stuff. Yeah, that, that, that was, you know, I, anyway, that's a whole separate story. But the Dog King thing is obviously, you know, there's a really important book that everybody should read called Rape of the Mind. Rape of the Mind is from 1954, and it goes through all, out of all, I've written three books on information work. They're only in Japanese, unfortunately. And so if you don't speak Japanese, then you're going to have a hard time. Uh, but, uh, if you read Rape of the Mind and you look around what just happened and what is happening right now, you will be vaccinated against, uh, against mind rape, right? That's key. If you're aware of it, then it doesn't control you. It's much harder because you'll see the techniques. Like, you know, when you do martial arts, if they're about to put you in a chokehold, you can sense it and, and make countermeasures, right? And once you sense the techniques that they're using against you, if you read Rape of the Mind and read it very slowly— Uh, you will learn so much, you'll look around you and say, wait a minute, that's exactly what they, they locked us down, you could drink all the alcohol you want, smoke dope, go ahead and smoke it. But can't go to church, can't go to funerals, can't go with your family. Just
3: watch the TV and get brainwashed.
6: That's right, Rape of the Mind, Uh, 1954 book, very, you know, I was over in Matthias Desmond, you know, the the, the Belgian uh, uh, psychologist, I was at his home last year with the famous uh, Japanese journalist, Masako Ganaho. Who's probably watching now from Japan? And uh, we were in his home, and uh, and I was looking at his books, and I was looking for Rape of the Mind, and there it was. <laughs> and I said, "Do you mind if I photograph your books?" And he he, he allowed me to. Photo- I think he's been on your show, hasn't he? He has been. And and so he, you know, he and I and we talked about Rape of the Mind. He's another person who has read it. It's a very important. Oh, we got
3: story. another hour coming up. I'm try to shut up. We have the floor. I want to get into the cannibal story. I want to get into the military stories. I want to get into. Uh, you're a smart guy, just as a citizen, as a human. What do you think we should do to stop this? How is it going for the New World Order? Because at some levels, they seem to be winning, but a lot of levels, they're not. I mean, just last week, you've got uh, Elon Musk confronting the World Government Summit, saying you're failing, you're evil, you're going to kill us. I mean, a lot of stuff's happening. Hour number three with our special guest, Michael Gion. Straight ahead, stay with us. Humanity is in a fight for its very life. And InfoWars... For decades, has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future. We can't stay on air without your help, and I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfoWarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth, finally sold out for over two years, back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric boosts what it does for your heart, your cardiovascular critical all these products like ultimate krill oil ultimate fish oil super vitality they're all available and in stock ready to ship to you right now on infowarsstore.com and the final 1200 signed copies of my book the great reset and the war for the world i'm not going to sign any more after that are exclusively available at infowarsstore.com as well in the last month i got a little busy so i didn't sign the books we didn't have them for sale but now i signed the last books you can get them right now